Forward Podcast, yeah. Yeah, I know. We used this last week. But this is all about keeping that good mojo going. I don't know about you, but last week, I literally did everything that I used to do before a game. And it was like one of the first times I did this all year because I got to sing and I was like, I want to get that good mojo going. So I bought beer at the regular place that I usually buy it at and drove the exact same route, parked in my same spot. Did you do that as well? I think you did. It must have worked. But folks, the only way to do the recap of last week leading into this week is with a little bit of Drama. Drama. After, After a big, big win against FC Elvis in penalty kicks, Louisville City comes back home to face Detroit City. It was a city on city mono a mono thing. I have no idea what that means. And we were wondering, would they get up? And move their feet. Get down and leave their seat. Whatever the words are to that song. Never. But I don't know what happened. Is this. We won the game. And now we're playing in our ninth consecutive Eastern Conference Final. A record that will probably never be matched ever again. Going down to Charleston. Hopefully, Hopefully, we will chew on them. Do you know what that means? If you're older, you do. (laughs) With an opportunity to play for our fifth try at the USL Championship title. It's very exciting. You should be excited. I'm excited. Yes. It's going to be a wonderful time down there. Yeah, man. Can you feel that music? Yes, give it to us. Come on, I feel excited, don't you? Yeah, man, timpani. There's nothing like timpani and chimes. All right, man. Gonna leave that music alone. That was pretty cool. Anyway. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Louisville City FC and Racing Louisville, as well as our men's and women's national teams and any other topic, soccer or otherwise, we choose to opine on. Recording this on November 2nd because early tomorrow morning, heading down to Charleston for Louisville City's ninth consecutive Eastern Conference final appearance against a very tough opponent. Uh, Apparently, neither team has scored a goal all year or something like that. Anyway, really excited about that, and hopefully you're doing well. As always, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the anticipation and love. Something like that. Oh, boy, here we go. Five things. That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes in NWSL slash USL slash men's and women's teams national coverage? This is the only place in the universe you're going to get this. So you should feel special. Ah, <laughs> number five. You want to rock? All right, look, man. This is a little shameless self-promotion. 
Sorry. Uh, the week after the USL final, I'm going to be sitting in, sitting in with a band called Famous on Friday. I played a bunch of gigs with them last year, and I'm going to be playing some guitar and singing a bunch of tunes. So if you get the opportunity on the 18th, it's a Saturday, come to Gerstle's and watch me play with Famous on Friday. I promise you will leave with a smile on your face. Hopefully we'll be celebrating a championship, right? Very possible. Okay, that's enough of that. Number four, <laughs> pay attention to us. Did you see all these posts last week from all these soccer pundits about MLS now says that they're the fourth most popular sport in the United States and how they sort of jerry-rigged all these numbers to say that their stadiums, they have higher average attendance at hockey and, and whatever, whatever. Joey and I are going to talk about that. I'm going to shoot all that nonsense down. It is absolute crap. Number three, talk about fast-tracked. I don't know if you all noticed this either. Apparently, Saudi Arabia is now fast-tracked to host the World Cup for the men in 2034. Gee, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. It was all uh, legit bids and nobody was paid off to do anything. Like Australia didn't pull out for no reason at all. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Number two, wishing you the best. Coach Kim Bjorkegren has left uh, here, Louisville City. It actually looks like he's picked up a gig in Sweden. Just saw that today. Uh, Malmo, I believe the name is the team. And you know what? Good for him. We're going to spend a little bit of time on that. We're going to be doing a big recap on racing in a couple weeks. Um, so not a lot of racing content this week, but there will be plenty of it uh, in the weeks to come. And uh, we wish him the best, don't you? I think we do. And then number one, nine is fine. It's crazy. How did this happen? And where did that come from? <laughs> I mean, just an absolute beatdown of a pretty good team. I mean, at least defensively. And, uh, you know, kudos to Detroit City. They had a, a great win uh, beating the number one team in the league. And the conference, anyway, thank you for that. And then we, we smacked the crap out of them. And it was a tremendous night, and it sounds like there's going to be a pretty good uh, contingent heading down to uh, Charleston. I'm really excited to that because I'm going to be one of them. I'm looking forward to that. I know what we're going to do. We're going to get to the stadium. We're going to grab a beer. We're going to sit down. We're going to kick our feet up. We're screaming really loud <laughs> for 90 minutes plus. Hopefully it's only 90 minutes. What are you going to do? Well, it's going to be exciting. I'm already hammed. Anyway, there you go, folks. The 88th uh, rendition of Five Teams. Ah, man, pretty excited. Anyway, here we go. Joey Cecil. All right, man. This is episode number 88 of the Center Forward Podcast. And uh, there are 88 keys on a piano. And his sound is, his voice is beautiful music. Hi, Joey Cecil. Uh, 88, also Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s number. I was going to say career. that. That's right. Also. And, 80, mm -hmm. and, eight, and more than 88 reasons why he probably did not make his father proud. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying he's one of those superstar kids that didn't live up to his father's uh, he won a bunch. Well, he won a bunch of races. You can't say that he... Yeah, no championships. That's yeah. true. Most popular driver award really gets you so far. Right, sure. Um, it's Dale Jarrett's number two when he raced for UPS. Uh, fun story about Dale Jarrett, which you never thought you'd hear on the Center Forward podcast. Right, man. Um, My second favorite driver. So if you if you ever go up to Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they have a great museum. They have a great track tour. Yep. Uh, and on the track tour in the little bus, they do a little, you know, voiceover where they talk about Dale Jarrett started the NASCAR tradition of yep. kissing the bricks. Yes, he did. He was the when first he one won there. the first Brickyard. Mm -hmm. And so... Late, you know, my most recent track tour I did, because I used to go all the time with my dad. He used to take me all the time to 
for Indianapolis 500 practice. Right, right. Um, the track tours now, they let you out at the bricks, wow. um, which they didn't used to do back then. It's mm. a very cool touch. You know, you get your photo taken, kissing the bricks. Sure. And I go down there, you know, I, I kneel down and do it, and the tour guy takes my photo, and she goes, so what did it taste like? I go, tastes like Dale Jarrett. <laughs> I still taste the mustache. Nice. Um, so right. I just had to mention that since since you brought up Dale Jarrett, race the truck. But uh, this is this is a soccer podcast. Yeah, though. man. It's I guess uh, we'll... so. Let's get the train back on the tracks. Yeah, man. So so Joe, I, there was supposed to be a playoff game this Saturday. I don't think there was. It seemed more like a varsity versus JV game. Yeah, man. That was <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was soccer Saturday in Louisville, which of course meant a gloomy forecast. Um, nice little pregame downpour. Jeez, Louise, dude. Ugh. That went out for a while too. That one, that yes, it, we were lucky in a way because it came earlier than we thought the weather would be coming through. You um, can never. First off, your first your first problem there, Joe, was you were trying to forecast weather down at the river. Yeah, really. That was your. Have you not learned anything from our years yeah, at true. Lynn Family Stadium? That is true. Um, so we get to a lineup: Jorge in for Rasmus, and surprising too, Elijah on the bench for Pals. Yep. Uh, I was that would that, that got me a little concerned because as I mentioned, he's been you know a very key contributor right. the last few weeks, right. and so it you know didn't really come to anything. But uh, good away support for Detroit. Glad they came all that way just yeah. to get sad. Um, <laughs> I love that phrase. Whenever I see a good away support, I'm glad you all came all this way just to get sad. Mm-hmm. I respect it. <laughs> um, so Joe, success. We survived the first minute. Yeah, that was that key was to success. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I stayed outside of the because I was walking back after the anthem, and ah uh, yes, and I was yes. talking to a couple people, and the game had started, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to wait until the the third minute, and then I'm going yeah. to walk because I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Cal- Calvin, who always stands next to me, had to remind me we survived the first minute. Yeah, man, and you just hear at like the minute thirty mark. Just, yeah right. Just no no no. I went I went I went crazy. I was just like so first minute. Um, early tactics. I don't know if you mentioned if you saw this too. Detroit was man marking Ownby, sitting back and just forcing us to try to break them down. Mm-hmm. They they did not come to play a soccer game. They claimed to survive 120 minutes and hopefully yeah. get the PKs. It right. looked like yeah okay. You know mm-hmm. uh, you know and then and then all that goes to shit because uh, Ownby gets in behind Detroit's line, is tripped up for what I'm going to say is an easy penalty call. Yeah. Oh, Detroit, it was. Went, Detroit went ape shit for whatever reason. It was a letter. Uh, Joey, we've talked about this. Let me jump on this real quick. Letter yeah. of the law penalty. Well, we, not just that. That that could have been a red almost because Ownby was in. Yes, And absolutely. that guy got him from behind. Absolutely. And it was contact. And, and did he drag his yes. leg a little bit? So what? Yeah, sure. everybody else does it. Well, it, I, have a, I, I have a note on you saying that. Okay. Okay. That I want, I'm, I'm going to get to later. Okay. Fine. Yeah, true. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact: the guy who conceded that penalty, mm-hmm. uh, his brother had apparently tweeted out earlier in the year that number <laughs> ten was getting bodied on the field. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I love that Louisville City dug that up. Yep. Yep. And retweeted and goes, "This didn't age well." No. Nope. Um, so I don't know about you. The guy, go, the guy taking the penalty was Cam. Yep. And not Sean Tosh, and that got me a little nervous. Well, I do remember you saying that. I remember an interview earlier in the year where I want to say it was uh, it was the coach who said uh, unless Cam's in there, Sean's okay. the guy. I do remember hearing I, it that hasn't from somebody It hasn't once. been very often this year. Right, right, right. That they've been right. out there together when Tosh goes to take one. Exactly. Because, you know, with his, I, I, I'm, not, I'm one of those superstitions, his reputation. Right. I put that out there. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Whatever way, Cam tucks it away down the middle. Um kind of middle-ish penalty and i got my wish of scoring before any weather yeah. reared its head yeah man because because when, when it gets nasty like it was predicted to yeah. those are the games detroit city thrives in where right. you can't have any attacking right well that, that, like, 
the thing get was, a goal and kill them before the weather gets here. The thing we noted before the game is, you know, Detroit. We talk, I think we mentioned this last week. They were last in the league in goals scored with thirty. Yeah. Okay. Not even, not even a goal a game. Right. Right. Pretty sure. The thing is, they only gave up like I want to say like forty-one for the whole year. Yeah. That's pretty good, you know. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, when you're giving up about a goal a game, you're in it. You're in it. You're you're in yeah, a match. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Well, and then you know, to me, that that goal forced Detroit to come out and play a little bit, and expose themselves more. Yep. Uh, Ownby then got in again, one v one, and I got to give him credit. Steinwasher did a great job closing him down. Yes, he did. And ultimately forced Ownby to go high and wide. Mm-hmm. Um, late first half, Carlos plays a corner in that Ownby has a shot blocked. His follow up goes in off a Detroit foot mm-hmm. for a deserved two zero lead. Was there a handball? Mm-hmm. Maybe, probably. But to go to your point earlier about maybe Ombi dragging his toe, right? A break our way puts the tally at negative six point nine million against Louisville City, I, and I ain't going to wait for that to even itself out. I'm going to take those two and run to the bank. I didn't. Complain. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. I mean, we we've lost a couple games this year because of really really bad hand calls. Oh yeah. And so if we get one back, oh well, oh, yeah. I ain't mad. And and to me, the Ombi call on the penalty wasn't even close. Right. I mean, he was in. Right. The right, hand, right. handball. The handball. Sure. Okay. You know what? Maybe you could have called that back. Right. No, I'm I'm not even mad. No, uh, you know, great half. Only downside they should have scored more than two. Right, uh, they had chances. Detroit's and I thought Detroit's going to have to open themselves up even more if they want to save their season. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, we get to the get to the second half, 58th minute. Uh, Detroit actually did come out a little assertive in the second half. They right. had a little bit more of the ball, but it was very useless, very right. fruitless. Yep. 58th, Adams pings the ball behind Detroit's back line for Obi to Obi to latch onto, and mm-hmm. you're just reminded how fast he is. Yeah. Uh, as he just darts around that guy, uh, dances to get a cross open. Cam scores one of the ugliest goals possible. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cam, yeah. He chested it in the shoulder, yeah. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, in an attempt of what I can be best described as a dead fish. Yeah, man. Uh, attempt. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, That's really what it looked like. like I mean, it's one of the flop. ugliest goals you'll ever see, literally. Right. But you know what? Respect to him. Um, for putting his body out there on that line because I could have swore he was colliding with that post. Yeah. Uh, you know, and literally a minute later, mm-hmm. Detroit's last man back misplays a ball. Yep. Cam latches onto it, plays Jorge in on goal, dances around two defenders, including leaving one flat on his ass, yep. uh, and chipped the keeper for 4-0. I'm pretty sure I could almost hear Joe Valla from that end of the field. <laughs> um, but quick, quick note, quick two notes on that goal. Great individual skill by Jorge. Uh, yeah. Side note, where's where's this all the time? Okay. Uh, second note, I love how unselfish Cam was. Yeah. Dude oh, yeah. sitting on a brace. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Dude sitting on a brace. Mm-hmm. And then I loved Cam's reaction. Yeah, when it went in, he happy. just dropped to yep. his knees with his arms open celebrating. Yep. I want that as a poster. They should sell that with the Detroit City guy laying on his back or on his stomach in the background. <laughs> right. Cam's on his knees celebrating with his arms open. Yeah. That is a poster. I hear you, man. Um, and at that point, the game was over. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't already, uh, classy of the Detroit fans to start throwing streamers on the field uh, in yeah. our corner and flipping people off, yeah. which I get it. You're pissed off. Your season's over. Edgy. They want to be edgy. Yeah. 
You know, but also, you know, they should have saved those streamers for the 66 when Detroit finally had their shot on goal. That Ollie had a fantastic save tipping over. <laughs> their one shot on goal. Their one shot on goal. They should have saved the streamers for that moment at least. They yeah. could have celebrated. Mm -hmm. We made an attacking movement. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, right. Gold star. Mm -hmm. But yeah, jo Joe, they were bad. They were bad once they were losing. Like mm -hmm. flipping people off left and right, throwing shit on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, you already have a reputation. Way to reinforce it. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about but, that in a second. Mm -hmm. yeah, very funny moment, though, is after Ollie made that that fantastic reaction save, mm -hmm. a Detroit City guy fist bumped him. Right, right, right. And I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off like, you know your season's over at that point. Right. When you're just like, that's our best attack, you tip it over. Mm -hmm. okay, nice play. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah. pop out the orange slices and Capri Suns. This scrimmage is over. Right, right. Um, so, so just some wrap-up. Um, you know, playoff loose city is something else. Yeah, man. I, I I'm going to argue this was their best game of the year. Oh, I would. I, I, I there's no doubt you could put it in the, in the category. You can make an argument for it. There's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. You know, way to take care of business. Yep. I I hate that people were already thinking about it, but kept the streak alive. Mm -hmm. You know that was in the back of their minds. Yep. Of course. Um, you know, I can't use the death and taxes line because everyone used it <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, really. So I have a different one to try. Pro refs suck. Brian Ombi's beard is magnificent, and Louisville City in the Eastern Conference Finals. There you go. That'll sum it up. Uh, and let's be honest, that's probably the most improbable run to the Eastern Conference Finals since year one. It's it's been pretty crazy. What do you? I'm going to say it's the most improbable because this is the lowest they've ever qualified. Yep. No home playoff game round one. Nope. Worst regular season, mm. and yet rinse repeat. Yeah, man. So, um, a couple more other things. I know you got some things too. This was a Brian Ombi showcase. Right. Oh. We kind of forget at times how great he is. I forgot until I saw the highlights today. I was just like, he earned the penalty. Oh. He scored the second goal. He assisted the third goal. Mm -hmm. uh, also, playoff cam has officially arrived, if you didn't already know. Right. Uh, even more so than just the goals he scored the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude's been more active. Uh, Louisville City made Detroit toothless, even more so than they already were. Right. You know, outside of that one Ollie save, they did not trouble that goal at all. Nope. I'm surprised Ollie was even awake sometimes. <laughs> I almost expected you all down there in the in the Cooper's end to, 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 to tap him a couple times. Right. Make was... sure he was still alive down there. Mm -hmm. uh, this wasn't a game. It was a scrimmage with a ref. Yeah, uh, thankfully, the weather didn't play a bigger role. Uh, that's all I got for this game before doing some look ahead to this weekend. So mm -hmm. what do you got, Joe? I'm starting with Ombi. He was possessed in this game. Yes. He was absolutely possessed. And that's with Detroit mm -hmm. doing everything they could to keep him locked down. Right. It, it was just absolutely, uh, it, it was stunning. You know, I, you really don't notice it as much doing what I'm doing, what we're doing. And then you go back and watch the game on Sunday. Same. Same, same I, as when I went back and rewatched things. I was just like, oh, hey, there's that guy again. again. Oh, hey, there he is again. But let's, let's, add, let's add something to this. This, okay. is, this team is as healthy as it's been all year. That is, I would agree with that. Yep. Okay, so yep. when you start yep. talking about him, you got Cam, and I know people, look, I'm not saying this because I'm a homer. Jorge was insane in this game. Go back and watch the replay. The industrial attitude that this guy has when he plays now versus where he was two years ago, it's ridiculous. That front three, when they do that, I don't. I think they can beat anybody. I think they can beat any team in this league. That was tremendous. And you want to talk about feckless. Forget about yeah. forget about Detroit's offense. You added it with Memphis. Two games, five shots on yeah. goal. Yeah. 
I mean, that's – and the thing is, is it's not just because the teams are horrible. Look, nobody expected Detroit to, to, to be uh, to be sniping the goal, right? Nobody expected that. But one shot on goal in a playoff game? Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, the defense played extraordinarily well in this mm-hmm. match. Extraordinarily well. Um, what else was I talking about? I mean, the, the fact – excuse me. The fact that these guys – Bounced back from some a couple of miserable runs this season, says mm-hmm. a lot about their character, and I think it's it's a tremendous, uh, well, just applause to them for for bouncing back after the end of this year, which was just an abysmal mess. Yeah, and they yeah. just they they got it together and put together a great effort. I thought it was you know you say great it was a very very good to great effort in Memphis, and this was yeah. just a beatdown. This was also, an absolute beatdown. Outside of the first minute mm-hmm. last week in Memphis, right? It's just been very professional, right? Right. And, Take and, care of business. You get to PKs. It sucks. Right. Go make your five. Right. They did that. You have a team in front of you. You should demolish. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. Right. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it's been very professional, and this has been more outside of the first minute last week. Mm-hmm. This has been more of the team everyone's been waiting for. Right, and there's one there's one other aspect to this that I think we, we haven't mentioned a lot. Paulo. Okay. The guy is, he is the captain of this squad. And when you watch, like they showed the highlights of before playing the game, and he's in there, he's going, look, just run, for, run your ass off for X amount of minutes. We got six subs. When mm-hmm. your captain is saying that, knowing full well, he's probably going to be one of them. I mean, it's selfless stuff. Yeah. These, well, it, also, it, it's also a credit to Danny, to the administration, oh, yeah. for making it deep enough of a squad where you can tell starters, go run your ass off for right. 60, 70 minutes, well, and, you're, and, and your job is secure and taken care of when the guy comes in behind you. Right. and that's There's one, no let up. And that's one of the points about this week is, and the last two weeks. We're bringing guys off the bench in these games that could start for pretty much any team in this league. Yeah, and the yeah. depth of this team has played itself out the last two weeks. Because yeah. you look at those penalties last week, and they were just professional. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to use the word easy. Just professional. It just yeah. looked so calm. And then in this match, there were a couple times. I mean, Detroit really tried to, you know, when they were trying to encompass and, and surround the ball with three or four players, because you could see them trying to play that a couple times, not a couple times, a bunch of times. They were just trying to get more numbers around the ball when we were trying to play on our wings. They just broke them down. You know, yeah. it was just like, whatever, whatever, we well, could do this. And, and I think part of that also goes back to not just, you know, how healthy they are. This I mentioned this last week. Mm-hmm. This is the most experienced team by far left in this oh, it's not even USL close. Championship playoffs. Right. And I think you could combine the rest of the Eastern Conference in the Final Four, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have the number of appearances our one lone team does. Well, I made a, I did uh, during lunch today. I came. I wanted to look at the Eastern Conference Finals and see how many teams have um, made it over the last since we've been in it the last nine years. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to combine Phoenix, Tampa Bay, and Red Bulls too, and you add all three of those together in the last nine years. That equals what Louisville City has done. Yeah, it's just, and that's really the final point about all of this. We really, really, really need to appreciate what we've got here. Oh I yeah, mean, nine straight conference finals is utterly ridiculous in this day and age, and I don't mm-hmm. care what the sport is, because I don't think this is going to be equaled ever. 
No, I just I, especially don't not see in this it. league. No, hell no. no. Oh, nope. anywhere. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And not just not just nine straight, nine straight from creation. Right, right, exactly. It's just this team has never missed a conference so, final. And, and it, I don't know ahead. if you said you wanted to preview the game a little bit, right? Just a little. All right, yeah. go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Go ahead. Well, and, and like so, you know, with these conference finals, going to Charleston. Thanks, Indy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing something useful or right. Birmingham. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, wait, you know, but that's typical Indy and Birmingham in right. our time of need. Middle finger blaze from each of them. Right. Uh, way, way to help out here. Uh, haven't historically done well in Eastern Conference Finals on the road outside yeah. of the miracle in Indianapolis. Right. Um, but this year, we've drawn both games. Uh, historically, Louisville City has had the upper hand on Charleston, right. uh, regardless of type of matchup, mm-hmm. and never lost to them in two playoff meetings so far. Right. So, um, quick note, I mean, I don't have much preview, mm-hmm. Um but, you know, wanted to make note, very cool the team paid for some season ticket members to have their tickets paid yep. for in Charleston. Yep. Very cool. Uh, that's, a, that's a very nice gesture. Yes, it is. And also going to need Phoenix to beat Sacramento. That would not be great. So don't want to see Sacramento again this year. After earlier this year, definitely not at their place again. Mm-hmm. And also, Lynn Family Stadium is yearning to host a USL Cup. Yeah, really. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do this. I'll tell you what, I, I and I mentioned Paulo. I think when we look back at this match next weekend after it's done, as Paulo goes in this one is because we have to control the midfield on these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, if we can control, if we can control the midfield on a team, well, the pressure's on them. We have no pressure. What pressure? Pressure to do what? We don't even expected us to be in this game. You know, I mean, I understand the. Uh, you know, we made it to this conference final, and these are the, and these guys have handled everything thrown at them this year and still got here. Charleston has not been this far since we've been in it. I know they won a lot earlier, you know, 10 years before we were in the league or whatever, but they haven't been here. All the pressure's on them, all of it. And one mistake, we take a lead, good luck. It could turn it could turn into an absolute beatdown. I know Charleston's a good team. And I'm, I'm really looking forward, I mean, Pyramid, and 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 to see how this goes down with him because um, we don't have the rivalry in the sense of like the same rivalry we had uh, we have say with uh, Indy right or yeah. Detroit, but sure. these players don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Th- these two teams do not like each other. This is going to be a rough game. So um, the rivalry between them is way way bigger than the rivalry that we you know whatever whoever Charleston's and we've I've met some Charleston folks are fun. But um, it, it, the pressure's on them, man. Pressure's yeah. completely on them. And that's all I got. I can't wait to go. I'm going. Yeah, and, uh, must be nice. Yeah, I, it, well, yeah, I just, uh, I was <laughs> I was going to go to my 40th high school reunion, but I was like, no, I'm going to the game. Okay. <laughs> I can fair. go see those cats whenever I want to. But uh, That's fair. So, yeah, uh, I, 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 I wear a T-shirt size medium husky. Uh, you can just bring that back for me. <laughs> I collect keychains. Uh, and, and how about a shout-out for Danny, too? Oh, sure. You know, he endured sure. a lot. And this team was well prepared for this match. Well yeah. prepared for that. They were well prepared no, for Memphis, Joe, too. Joe, 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 quit calling it a match. Yeah, it was, That's disrespectful that was... to games that actually are matches. <laughs> it's true, bro. This was, this, th- th- this was a highly spirited practice. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have any other metaphors, which is perfect because we're going to transition away. Right, right, right. Uh, from Louisville City. Again, great night. Yeah, man. Outside of, of when the rain downpoured a couple times, one at halftime and one pregame. So mm-hmm. thank you for picking your spots there, weather. Yep. Um, so let's get into some some other seg- some, some other topics. Um, 
Somewhat sad news to report. Mm-hmm. Uh, mutual parting of ways. Coach Kim will not be returning to racing in Louisville. I agree. Uh, you know, and and a lot of the stuff coming out first was, oh, no, what happened now? You know, like, what the hell happened here? I know it wasn't the greatest finish of the season. Uh, but I think you and me both kind of expected him to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk about it a little bit more when we do racing's recap. Right in a couple weeks right but um thankfully you know in his letter to the to the community he made it known that this was a personal decision right uh so his family was much more comfortable being in europe mm-hmm. they were not having you know they were not happy being over here um yeah. so you know what that made things a whole lot better mm-hmm. uh than it being some kind of issue or something like that so you, you know you, you wish know them the best of luck so just like a tremendously nice guy yes just just never really worked out so he brought we brought him on here he he was yeah. very nice, very professional. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Joe, imagine if he didn't go back. That was the one thing I wanted to bring up. I know we're gonna do we're gonna go we're gonna do a deep dive in the whole season pretty soon. Yeah. But imagine if he was like, "No, I want to coach," and your family's leaving. What kind yeah. of what kind of guy would, would that make him? Yeah. No, it's the right decision <laughs> for him and his family. You know, which is always the number one. Priority. Of course. You know, yeah, man. Uh, also, I mentioned this a couple times to other people too. I go, maybe if they'd finished a little higher, maybe at the tail end of the playoffs, you know, maybe they would have tried to fight to keep him a little, yeah, harder. But you never know. And you know, he's taking care of his family, which again, right. number one priority. Right. You know, best of luck to them in the future. Hopefully, he hits the ground running over there with Absolutely. another another gig. Wish him nothing but the best. He was been. Yeah. He's been a. You know, not, we're not going to get into any of it. He's since he's joined us, he's been a pure professional. Yep. And that's yep. the you know, and I wish him and except, his family absolutely one hundred percent the best. Except for except for no socks wearing loafers. <laughs> oh, that will always be a thing. I swear. Sometimes we smell things at the that, stadium. Man. People people will say it was Butcher Town. I go, nope, I that's right over there. I don't get it. I never did. So, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do a deeper dive in, into what's going next in a couple weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, so, Joe, you had a couple topics you brought up. Yep. Um, which, which would you like to discuss first? Let's discuss MLS first, because I love discussing MLS first, Joey. <laughs> MLS first. That's also their mentality, Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because, you know, they're... Just except except they're, they're not. Super awesome, whatever, whatever. I don't know, man. So uh, what, what, go ahead, I'm sorry. What, what was the discussion? It was Taylor Twelman yeah, put something up there? I saw actually him and Stu Holden. That's what it was, Stu. Thank you. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think it was, yeah. Yeah, th- th- this whole deal... Where they start, I'm going to generalize a little bit. Look, yeah. I have no hatred towards MLS. I don't. It's about being real. I don't like the way they run their league. I think it sucks, okay? But that doesn't mean I hate on the players or the fans. I mean, and we talk, I mentioned this at least once before. Who? Would, what kind of person do you have to be? And this is what the purists, this is what I don't understand about them. You know, there's a kid somewhere, nine years old, that can't wait to go to an MLS game. And it helps him bond with his family. Right? I mean, that's a good thing. You know, and these teams are part of their communities. I'm not knocking the team or the league. But my own, let's, let's, you got to be real about this stuff. And, and for context, too, what Joe's discussing Mm -hmm. is they were saying that soccer should be replacing hockey hockey as the fourth most popular sport in America. And And, and that's the context they were debating. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, And it's just, dude, having come from the East Coast, there may be, there may be pockets of teams someplace. There may be, for, with teams, like, like you, you talk about a San Jose. San Jose's got yeah. one team in a, in a Division One sport, okay? That's oh, it. Oh, no, 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 San Jose Sharks. 
Oh wait, that's right. The sharks. Well, hockey. Jeez, you know what? I'm gonna use that as let's use that as an example. I forgot about. <laughs> I forgot about the sharks. I forgot about them. But yeah. the, let's use that as context. All right. If you know, in San Jose with the earthquakes, and the, I don't know what the dynamic is and who's more popular or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I guarantee you, there are way more teams where there's a hockey and soccer team that are you can't make that distinction than you can with those. Because if anyone thinks that the New England Revolution or the Chicago Fire or the New York Red Bulls, the Mad Cows of Harrison, or the the Manchester or the NY, Yan- NYCFC, right, or right the Manchester the Manchester Yankees, if anyone thinks that those teams even scratch the surface of the popularity of the Bruins or yeah. the Rangers. Yep. yep. You've got to be kidding me with this. This is the delusional insanity. Look, we're yeah. here in Louisville, Kentucky. Hockey's not a big deal. Of course, I understand that. Mm-hmm. It sure as hell is in the East Coast. Oh, yeah. And, and it say it's a regional sport. You don't think MLS is a regional sport? Because let me tell you something. These, these, these clowns that do this, they miss two things. Number one, the, the popularity of soccer in this country, the arc of that is one thing, and it's big. The popularity of MLS is completely another. <laughs> it's not synonymous. Because if it was synonymous, you go to generational areas with, 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 I mean, generational fans, 60, 70, 80 years of soccer fans, like you have on the East Coast, they'd, they'd be drawing 60,000 a game. There's a ton of soccer fans in the New England area. They just don't give a shit about the Revs. And, and, and people just, that these MLS stands just don't get this. It's either they don't want to admit it, and they're sitting there going, well, we're more popular because this is the one that's killing me, Joe. Well, we draw more fans per average. Oh, you idiot. You play outside in 30,000, 40,000-seat stadiums, and you got six teams that draw well to carry it. When you're playing in an, an arena with 18,000 people, and you have twice as many games in some of these. Of course, the averages are going to be the same. I mean, what? what how delusional are people, dude? I don't know, man. Yeah, it, I mean, to, to to me, soccer is at best a temporary fourth from time to time. Right. And it's always spikes around big tournaments right. and big players. Right. Lino Messi joining MLS gave it a temporary boost up to fourth, and that's what it is. It, when he's NHL gone? wasn't even playing at the time. Right. You know, M- M- MLS and NHL are very similar in that their following is very market-driven. Right. You know, I'm in Louisville. I don't have a hockey. I don't have a hockey team. I'll be honest. I don't give a shit. I'll watch the Stanley Cup every, every, every NHL season. That's it. Right. But And that's my that's my distinction, though. The NHL is still has the advantage as the quote-unquote fourth sport because of the Stanley Cup. And here's what they don't... I can name the Stanley Cup last year. I can't name you anything from the MLS Cup. I, could, I couldn't even you know, tell you. I didn't even know soccer, who played in the final last year. Yeah, soccer in Europe has a big American following. But MLS does not. No, that's... You know? and, also, exactly. what makes no sense, too, is MLS right now is in their playoffs. In right. the prime time. Right. And what are, the, what are you doing? You're going head-to-head with college football in the NFL. Right. You know, you, you, you are setting yourselves up for failure, mm-hmm. not just in how you do things, but in this mentality that you think you're bigger than you are. Well, and then they had the games on Wednesday night. They had playoff games last one. I don't know who won them, but they had playoff games on Wednesday night. There's a reason they're playing these games late at Wednesday night. It's the only time slot where they don't have to worry about going up against the NFL. Aha, uh-huh, that's until Maction starts. When the <laughs> Mac football playoff games start, or Mac college football games start coming uh-huh. in. I'm pretty sure that is the Mac game night, is Wednesdays or Thursdays. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and then the other that, thing, that's Joey, a dumb discussion they even had. Yeah, right? and, then, and then the thing is, is that, and I get it, you want the league to be popular. It's all plastic. 
Joey, when, when they talk about Messi, they, they use the Messi bump to, to include in these numbers. When he's gone, where are those numbers going to go? Do people really think folks in Argentina or folks in Brazil or folks in Europe that are watching this league now because of Messi's in it are going to be like, wow, I really like Inter-Miami now. I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to screw off from supporting Liverpool. I mean, come on. I it, it, it the, the People just don't think. It, it's... When MLS draws the numbers, when the average sports fan, and there's two ways you can tell this, and, and I and I stand on this. Number one, you've got to be able to be look at the TV numbers and see how MLS does in non-MLS cities. That tells you a good deal about how popular your league is. NBA in non-NBA cities, great numbers. Baseball in non in in, in uh, non major league baseball, good numbers. NFL, forget about it. You know what I mean? What what numbers do you think? Does anybody think that the 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 the, 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 the L.A. Galaxy are drawing in friggin' uh, in friggin' uh, pick a city, uh, Montgomery, Alabama? Are you kidding me? No. You know no. what I mean? It's people don't think. They don't yeah. think. You know, and they get stuck on Twitter, and that's the other thing. The, the, the people's lives are Twitter and social media, which everything is amplified. None of it's real. So it's just. I mean, I don't want MLS. I don't wish any ill will on anybody that's an MLS fan, on their players, the the supporters, the people that you know. Have a great life, and I hope you have a great league. But be honest about it. Jesus, it just it's just this false advertising. It just drives me nuts. It's not part of the lexicon right now. It's not MLS is not part of the national sports conversation. It if without when Messi came in, they talked about Messi and MLS, not MLS. When he's gone, they'll stop talking about it. There you go. There's my rant. I'm done. <laughs> and then also news was coming out that uh, FIFA is apparently fast-tracking for Saudi Arabia to host the 2034 World Cup. You go, man. Go ahead. What, what was that you heard in the background? I heard cashier jingles. <laughs> I heard I heard ching, ching, ching. Uh, that's the only explanation I have. Uh, can't wait to see the schedule for that one after this most recent men's world cup because uh, it's going to be the same issue if not worse um checking real quick that's a fucking desert um so we'll have to wait to see how this one's going to happen another winter, uh, what, was another winter world cup is, is antarctica busy you know have we not checked with the moon for a bid um hell we approved cutter before there was infrastructure why not mars and the moon uh, i'd love to see martians defend set pieces can't be any worse than hobbits mm-hmm. shit that's our next option middle earth like just, just come out and say it. Buy your own World Cup. Here's the price tag, and let's make it a bidding process. Not literally the bidding like they think it is right now, where you submit, here's my stadium sites, here's my hotels, here's my infrastructure. No. Bags of money, come out and say it, let's get it over with. Just just, just do it that way. Right. You I, know, in the past, we've bankrupted countries for hosting really, World Cups. Really? They're going to choose South Africa. We're going to chew Brazil. Excuse me. Instead, yeah. now, you know what? I actually applaud them for going to places that can afford to host it, Dude. but not this way. No, not I, this way. I, you know? I, I just, I, I can't stand it when we're taking soccer to a place that doesn't have soccer. Yeah. Sure, you have the Saudi Super League or whatever the hell they have, but right. those are not World Cup facilities. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't, I just, it, it's, it's just, just, you know, at this point, I hate him. I hate I'm even saying this. I know. Get rid of the fucking World Cup at this point. <laughs> you all don't deserve to host it. You all don't deserve to have the name and the lineage and the legacy it has. Because all you're doing is corrupting it. I, it but, but, mm-hmm. but besides this whole, you know, taking it to places it's never been before, that was cool with South Africa. Yeah. 
but then you go back a year later, the stadiums are empty, They're neglected. Brazil, Brazil too. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Give yourselves pat on the backs while you're collecting all their money, mm-hmm. uh, because you know those countries don't see anything from hosting it. No. Um, but really. I could, we could talk about this forever. But yeah, this is not shocking that they're doing this. But you know what? Just come out in the open and be honest. The fast tracking of this show. This yeah. is what I'm really, you know, it's not so much that a, a country bought a World Cup. Well, that's I, only I mean, happened I, once. Its name was Cutter. Right, 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 right. And, and of course, and we mentioned this back then too, how much money do you think is flying around under the tables to get that to happen? You know what I mean? It's and, just it's and that's scary what I'm to think about. Stop doing it under the table. We right, know what's going on. <laughs> we know what's going on. That's like that's one thing I respect about college football and college sports now with the NIL stuff. Mm. We already knew it was going on. Boosters, players getting jobs that weren't actually jobs and just bags of money appearing, brand new cars. Okay, you know what we did? We brought it out in the open. Right. People are still pissed, but guess what? It's at least out in the open. And you know, I, FIFA, you are not the bastion of integrity. Quit acting like this is not happening. Well, I, I, it's it's this. We just talked about this false presence and this mask and and how it's all pretend. I mean, you sit there and you watch Infantani talking about this stuff, and and you're just it, he makes he makes my skin crawl. He's one of the most. Who would have ever thought there was someone other than Set Blatter that could make that happen? Right, and, and it's just. When I hear this man talk, you know, like when he made that speech, today I feel this and I feel gay and I feel that. And I feel I was like, yeah. what? What on earth are you talking about? You sound wait, like an idiot. Stop. How did he? How, how did he survive Cutter then? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, exactly. And ju- dude, that's the other part of this. I mean, I, we don't. I'm not going. We don't go into the weeds about any of this other stuff. But dude, when you start talking about inclusivity and diversity. Oh, yeah. And you you think about where they're play, they're playing this this tournament in a place where you got to cover your face if you're a woman? Come on. Yeah. Well, and the thing I hate <laughs> I'm to even sorry, bring up too is, come on. I hate to bring this up is like, and we can discuss this when slash if mm. this becomes a reality that they're hosting. But I mean, there were questions about journalistic integrity and in cutter. Yeah, really. Oh my god. Saudi Arabia has actually killed journalists. Yeah, right. I just <laughs> like actually so good luck getting uh, accurate stories and about and all that but i don't know we man. can we we can go into how we can go into yeah. so many different directions exactly that's why yeah exactly. slash if it becomes an official thing right and, and which i want to hope it's not but i i know better yeah it's it's going to be there it's going to be in the winter it's going to be around thanksgiving again and it's going to be you know yikes thanksgiving you know soccer and riyadh and you know yeah. they you know we talked about that too i mean that they're 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 league Sports washing. They're trying to. They're trying to literally buy players out of Europe. Yep. Sports washing. Yeah, yep. yeah, and they, they've been successful. So. They've had some successes. So I mean, they bought golf. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so our final little bit was on some. Uh, yeah, man. Just I don't know. You and I were bantering some back and forth ideas on rule changes we would like to see. Yep. Uh, my big one I brought up was, if a player has a possible concussion. Yeah, man. That guy's got to come off the field to get evaluated. Right. That's no longer a debate. We've discussed that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but yeah. but but then but then the team's a man down for doing the right thing. Right. I, my suggestion is you get a temporary sub while the player's being evaluated. Right. And, and I, if that player can no longer continue, guess what? The sub's been made. I agree with you 100. And if the player can continue, player the guy that came on comes right back off. Right. Right. You know. And and this. You know, you're still mm-hmm. full strength while you're doing. You're still full strength. While doing the thing that should be done, right, and that's and when it comes to head injuries, we can't screw around, right? We've, this, yes, we've, we've 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 had a couple segments about that, but, and I agree with you hundred percent, Joe. 
Here's the thing yeah. that really prompted me. I saw I saw somebody posting that, and I didn't see this until today, literally this morning. MLS Next Pro has a rule where if a person is down for more than 15 seconds, they must leave the pitch, and they must stay off for three minutes. Now, we can debate whether you know the time slot or the amount of time or anything like that, but you know what? If in a general Let's go back to this game last Saturday. Somebody, one of their players got hurt fairly early. Oh, and yeah, he went down twice. Twice for extended periods of time, Joe. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sitting there going, I'm saying to myself, all right, if he's really that badly hurt, get him off the field and treat him for God's sake. Yeah. Don't leave him in the middle of the pitch. And then the second yeah. time, I want to say it was the second time, they was almost basically running around him. <laughs> I forget yeah. which time it was. When some, if there's somebody is truly hurt like that, get them off and help them, and then let the game continue. The, so I'm wondering if some sort of rule like that is not a bad idea. And I got to be honest with you, I would lean towards finding a way to make that happen. I don't know if that's the perfect rule, and no yeah. rule is. No rule is. Yeah. But if somebody's hurt, help them. If they're not hurt, get their asses up and let's play. Because this diving thing, I, you, I mean, if they're, yeah, I, I have I, two pipes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I would think this would definitely help with people at the end of games. Yeah. Really trying to time waste. It's just, Joe, it's the worst. If you're going to be a man down for three minutes, uh uh-uh. uh. No. You're going to see a cut down on it. Exactly. And it's the, because there's two, if there's one thing non soccer fans dog me about, yeah. oh, how yeah. come those guys are so, are, they're all wimps. They're all yeah. wimps. And, and you know what? How do you argue with Joe? When you no, see you a can't. dude like Neymar do what he's done, or you, you know, oh, there's, yeah. there's other names. Yeah. When you see them rolling well, around on the ground six, seven times when they're barely touched, yeah. And and you got to ask people, you got to tell people, well, that's part of the game. Well, <laughs> you, oh, yeah. And, it, and one thing I've always hung my hat on is Louisville City's never done that shit. Yeah, I've never. They've never yeah, been that franchise no, for that. Never. So I would love a rule like this just for that. Yeah, something. Um, yeah. I don't you know, know. And, you know, Joe, this is a hill I'll die on is my next one. I've always hated this and never understood it. Yeah, man. For now on, I want the rule change to be a headed back pass is treated just like a ground back pass. Okay. Keeper touches it with his hands. Foul on the spot. Indirect free kick, whatever. Force them, force them to. I hate that. Okay. I hate that a headed back pass is safe and a ground back pass is not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why. I cannot get a good reasoning as to why there's that difference. A back pass is a back pass is a back pass. I, I, okay. You know, sure. I, I would hate to, I would hate to see the first year because mm-hmm. there's gonna be so many there's gonna be so many calls right. as players are just going through you know instinct. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, a back pass is a back pass. I don't care how you do it. Okay. You know, if you're trying to bail out, I don't care if it's with your feet or with your head. Goal is gonna treat it the same way. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I mean either way, either make all back passes where the goalie can claim it. Mm-hmm. Or where he can't. Well, I think the back pass rule, if I you go all the way back there, I think they forced something where you couldn't you couldn't use your feet back because they would to delay a game, defenders when they were up would pass the ball back to the keeper and he would grab it. He would pick it up. I mean you're going way back, but that was that was a thing. Sort of like yeah. when they put the shot clock in, in basketball. Okay. I get that, but I, I want them treated the same. I, I don't like that there's a difference. Right. You know? Okay. Um another one for me, I this is just petty to me. Mm-hmm. No more celebration yellows. Okay. You know, if you're celebrating a goal, you take your shirt off. Taking your shirt off and getting a yellow is one of the dumbest things in my book. I hear you. You know, mm-hmm. you know there's some things that cross a line, so sure. you know, it wouldn't be a blanket. 
thing, but but it, the, the things that would cross the line w- would cross the line if there wasn't a goal. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, um, I got a last couple. If you had any more before, I, I just keep listing them. Well, I think the the goal celebration thing's interesting because you know the NFL they were very very stringent on goal cel- or touchdown celebrations. Yeah, and then they let it go, and people enjoyed it more. I don't it's care. I don't, I don't ever remember looking at a goal celebration and being like, wow, I'm really mad that that dude's celebrating a goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I never, it's, it, it depends on what they do. Like if they're enticing the crowd and they're, and they're, they're doing gestures that you, you can't sure. do on television. That's another thing. Yeah. But if sure, somebody's, sure, sure. if you're on the road and you're playing a good team and you score a goal against a good team, celebrate your ass off. You should, Yeah. you know, to our consternation, you know, if it happens to us, but oh, yeah. oh well. Well, no, and then, and then, of course, there are lines that we draw. Like you're not going in the stands. Like that's just right, not of happening. Course, of stuff course. like that. Right, right. But rip it, ripping your shirt off and getting a yellow. Yeah, stop. I've never, I've never gone. I never. So that's stupid. That. Yeah. Um, I love this from the from the women's World Cup that mm-hmm. just happened. Mm-hmm. I want refs to start explaining yellows, I love reds, that. PKs. Absolutely love that. Yellows, I, reds, and PKs. Yep. Give me your reasoning. Absolutely loved that. I think that they that they should do that in every league if they can. Yeah. Every league, do it. And I don't just want. I just don't want. I don't want. I don't just want the fouls that were reviewed. Right, and Joe, that's I not a lot of yellows, money. Yellows, mm-hmm. reds, and penalties. Right, and that's not a Give lot of money. Give me your explanation for what you saw. Exactly, I totally agree with that. And for people that might have a problem with that, like compared to VAR, VAR is expensive. Yeah. Now we're just talking about three headsets, and and that's it. Three heads, three headsets that are, that go through your uh, PA system. I mean, that's yeah. nothing. And, that's nothing. And not just that. I think it'll make rest or one a lot one more honest and, and, and integral. I love it. No, I would love to see that. That, that Now there's some accountability. Yep. Uh, so my final one, I don't know if this is a rule, maybe just a suggestion, to help liven up some of the games. Mm-hmm. Draws draws end with PKs for an extra point. Like in hockey. Yeah. They were talking about the NHL before. Sudden yep. death. Yep. Sudden death PKs. Mm-hmm. Louisville City makes, Detroit misses. We'd get two points, Detroit would get one. Right, right. And I think that also makes it to where the table gets a bit more interesting. Right. It's I, not just each team gets one. That had a big impact on on, on the NHL it, when they did yeah. that. A bunch of it was really and it was good because it changed the games too. Yes. Yeah. And All you right. can't just complain. Oh, you're gonna end in a tie. Well, no. technically yes, but also right. technically no. No. No hockey. And yeah. I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That 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 was my point. Is just like it just adds some excitement to an end of a game, a nil nil draw. Well, guess mm-hmm. what's coming up now. We get PKs. Right, right. You know? And you stay where you are on the field. Goalie in each goal. We're not going to do this same side of the field BS and flipping coins. Right. And whoever's out on the field, pick your start picking your lineup. Well, dude, I'll take you one step further with that. Oh no. Oh no. We I'm telling you, we need to do the old NASL version of penalties. Oh no. And that the was run from midfield. Used to, from thirty from the thirty five yards from thirty five yards out. And you've yeah. got five seconds to take a shot. Let me tell you something. I have been in stadiums when they do that. It doesn't even come close. The excitement of that is five times that of a regular penalty kick deal. Because okay. it, bring, it adds so much intrigue and it adds that. I mean, the drama of somebody running up to kick a penalty is great. Now, make that five seconds. It yeah. really is crazy. I, I can't explain it to people unless they've seen it. I well, mean, I've, I've oh seen this in some soccer games, too. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll add another level to that. Okay. Let's make it 2v1. Wow, okay. You get a defender and a goalie, and you get two attackers. Oh, jeez. But I, I think we're making it way too complex now. No, I hear but, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's add something to the end of a draw. Right, well, that's the Let's point. not just leave 1-1, 2-2, 0-0. 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, let's they, have something. You you look back, it was, I want to say, it's, gosh, it's been a bunch of years now, but you look at the arc of, hockey was taking a little bit of a nosedive popularity-wise, and they made two or three rule changes. That was one of them. Started going right back up again. Yeah, Started, it's intrigue. It's, yeah. It, it, you it, know? So. Yeah, people want to stick around at that point. Right. No, um, so gonna, that was all I had for possible rules. I don't know if you had anything else no, to chip in. It's just the one. Just like I said, the penalties. I would love to see them go to the 35-yard line. Anybody that just listens something. to this, go back and watch. Go to the old NASL penalty things. It really is amazing. It's hard to it's hard to explain. It's very, very exciting. Sure. Also, f- fun thing I just thought of with penalties. Mm-hmm. Because, you could, because of your letter of the law right. soapbox from previous times. Okay. What if they change the rule? No more penalty spots. Wherever the penalty happens is where the kick Whoa. goes from. Can you imagine? If, well, if it's on the well, if you're, if you're inside the, the the second box, yikes! I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, but it's, that's a really dumb idea. I just came up with. Don't mind me for that. Um, so your trivia question. Yeah, man. As do we, it as we wrap this up. Let's do it. Who is Louisville City's all-time playoff scoring leader? God, it's got to be Ombi. That is half right. Um, Cam? It is a tie. Him and Cam? That is correct. They're both at nine goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I tirelessly looked that up today because there's mm-hmm. no stat for that easily found, right, I don't right, think. Right, right. Um, you'd be surprised the number of guys also up there a lot. Magnus had five right, or six. Right. Um, you know, I forget someone else who also had five or six too. But, yeah, Ownby and Cam both tied at nine. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I forgot about the one playoff run Ownby had. Uh, where he was just he scored uh, four and three, right? Four goals in three games. Mm-hmm. I think that was the year they blew out the Red Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Slugger, yeah. Um, but was... yeah, so that's that's your trivia question, and that... let, 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 let's hope they both hit double digits. Yeah, man. Because after that, this weekend, that brings you back to a playoff great moment. Still, I think probably fifth, even though the penalties against Memphis, Joey. That's so funny when you think about it. How many teams would take our penalty win against Memphis and make it one of their top five moments of the last nine years? Uh, for us, it might not even be our best. Oh. It's not even our best PK shootout in the playoff history. No, no I don't. It's not even top five because I don't think you know. We made, oh no, no, it's it's it's, it's it, well, we we've only had three PK shootouts. Oh no, no, I mean like in total, I'm talking about top moments. five playoff moment. I know moments, moments in general. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even yeah. make the top five for me. I mean, because going back, you think no. about. I mean, to a lead into this weekend when Fondy scored against Charleston, those two goals late. Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing moment because that was the first oh, yeah. one, you know, and uh, you know, hoping for that this week. I'm really looking, you know, for me, it's just, um, you know, just to, to go down there and to say thank you because I think they've earned it. You know, if a person can sure. get down there physically and you, you know, they've earned that support. They after the way things have gone this year, and you could sit there, people not you, but people can sit there and go, oh well, you know, they had a bad year and blah 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 blah. Yeah, how many teams beg for fifth place? Yeah. You know, and they fought yeah. back from all of the adversity. Some of it self created, no doubt about it. But to fight back to get to a point where there, this is a winnable game. I know Charleston's really good, but this is a winnable, honestly, objectively speaking, a very winnable game. Control the midfield, get the first goal. I'm telling you, this could this could really be a great moment for these guys. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, so you know, I'll, I'll do a good wrap up here. Go yeah, Louisville man. City and yeah. go Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Let's get a East, let's get a USL Cup rematch mm-hmm. after this weekend. And uh, yeah, everyone hit up your local bars. I know Saints is doing the official watch party. Yep, Saturday night. Just frequent somewhere. No, you, you know, know just go go to go to Belmonte's house. I'm sure he has something going. <laughs> uh, probably I, not. I'm now just, that I'm thinking about, it, he's probably going. 
uh, they're hosting something. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So just you know, have your TVs t- tuned on. Um, you know, let's. We've already made history. They've already. They, I say they. I hate saying we about sports. I understand. They they've already made history, and let's you know let's go for the historic third star. Yeah, man. Well, there you go. Episode number eighty-eight. I think uh, Junior crosses the line first in this race. Only if it's a restrictor plate. <laughs> he was great at that, though, wasn't he? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, all right, uh, all right, pal. I really appreciate you doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Episode number eighty-eight, as we keep count. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution, and, and as always, want to thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Um, as always, remember those three C's, folks. Compliments, comments, and criticisms. Of course we love the compliments. Who doesn't love to be complimented? And we certainly appreciate the comments. And we dig the criticisms, too. If you have any thoughts about what we're saying, if you think we're missing anything, or if you don't agree with something, or if you think we should add something, please let us know. Joey and I are both on social media, um, on Facebook, and then on Twitter, or X as well. Joey Cecil. Uh, Joe Bags 300 and then the Center Forward Podcast account on Twitter as well. Um, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. How did we get here? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Man, oh man. I totally admit it. I was very doubtful. When you get into like maybe three games, two games before the regular season ends, you're like, wow. There's always hope. And we said that on the show. You never give up. You know, there's no giving up. But you're sitting there going, wow. There were times this year that this team didn't even look like they were a playoff team. (laughs) And I'm sure they would say that. I'm sure. I'm not saying that they were, you know, that they were just giving up and they were awful and, and they didn't care or we didn't care. But look, you know, it is what it is. And here we are. With a bunch of folks, as I understand it, heading down to Charleston. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be listening uh, and watching, and I can't wait to go. I really could use a couple days away from here. (laughs) Actually, I've been out of town since uh, March, I think. Jeez. But I can't wait to go. And the thing is, is that I really felt, you know, that it was important to, at least in this podcast, say thank you to them. No matter what happens, I think they have a real good chance this weekend. And I'm not just saying that. I really think they have a good chance this weekend. And there's always hope. And that is kind of the theme of this whole segment, the the Mr. Rogers segment, as a couple people have called it, which is funny. Um, man, folks, there is always, always, always hope. I got a message today uh, from someone uh, back uh, from my hometown. And, um, you know... She, it was a very kind compliment and uh, and she shared and I knew that um, you know, she's going through a bit of a rough time right now cancer and uh, it has not been easy and she was kind enough to take time out of her day to say something nice to me amidst all that she's dealing with and it really touched me a lot and you add that in with somebody who's dealing with some serious personal issue finding the time to be kind and finding a little hope and that's what it's about there is always hope I know man it's tough sometimes and you look around and this show's only going to be about soccer I'm not ever going to get into anything else but 
five minutes looking at a TV screen and you're like, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? I don't know what's going on with this, that, but what's going on with you, man? What are you doing to make you the as happy and as content with your life as you can be? There's always hope. And I'm hanging on to that, man. I am hanging on. I am Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Man, can't wait to go down to Charleston. Can't wait to see all the folks that are going down there. And hopefully, Los Morados bring us a big win. Man, I can't tell you how much I love you. How much I appreciate you. How much I really am thankful for all the folks that came up to me after did the anthem and, and said thank you. Thank you. All right? Love you guys. Let's get a win this week. Peace.